All right, so, Ed, we're going to start the interview in a second. Anything else? Like, just the, we're going to talk about the mining stuff. Yeah, I just, well, I, I went on to introduce myself, uh, talk a little bit about uh, um, how I came to the Bitcoin world and how the Bitcoin mining is, is works here in Venezuela. All right. A little, a little brief about how, why is Bitcoin so popular here in Venezuela. All right, I love it. So this is Junseth, and you're listening to Junseth's World. Today I have a really special interview with uh, Eduardo Gomez, who actually did, was it, was it Cointelegraph that you did the report for? Uh, well, uh, hi everyone. I'm glad to be here in the show. Um, yeah, I worked before uh, with Cointelegraph, but Cointelegraph is Spain. Uh, I've also done some some freelance writing for right. to Merkel. Cool. And Bitcoin News. So you are a Venezuelan. Are you a miner, or or what do you uh, what do you do now with Bitcoin? You're. Uh, well, I do plenty of stuff of stuff in the cryptocurrency world. Um, I discovered Bitcoin in 2012. Um, I mined it for like two weeks with a <laughs> good old 80 80. 6850, which was a mid-tier graphics card, and I managed to mine two bitcoins. Nice, congrats. Um, yeah. So you, you've, been around, quickly, you've been around a long time. I mean, I remember like, yeah. like those days too, like everyone was trying everything, including like I, I see a lot of people doing these like JavaScript miners now for Monero. I remember when Bitcoin was doing JavaScript miners, there was, that, uh, there was one website where you could load like a JavaScript miner onto your site if you wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. And you know that we had we we had so many eras like the USB miners. Remember those? Yeah, um, yeah, the, the 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 USB miners, which were totally totally unfeasible. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just better to buy Bitcoin buy uh, Bitcoins directly. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I, I came into the, into the world uh, the crypto world in 2012. Uh, I was a teenager. I was in my junior uh, junior year of, of, of college. Um, my first year of college, and I, I was looking for ways to generate income online because in Venezuela it's pretty hard to access international markets to, yeah. to access dollars. So I was just looking for ways to generate money, and, and I discovered some 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 image on Facebook of a guy running like six GPUs, and I I, I was wondering why some someone needs so many GPUs. And then on the comments, someone someone said that it's just to mine bitcoins. So I started to to look that up and and discover that you know people were were earning money, were making money, uh, mining this this cryptocurrency uh, thing, right? Right. Um, so I started mining it with, with my GPU, uh, but then I quickly forgot about it uh, until in 2000, uh, 2013 when I picked it up again, and it was too late for me to mine it with a GPU, right? Of course, but yeah. I, I mined it, but, but I managed to sell at the top. I, I remember I sold one Bitcoin at uh, $900. Oh, congratulations. Uh, and I through, and <laughs> you were like Jeremy yeah, Garner. I, yeah, and I sold it through Empty Gox. Okay. So I, 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 I managed to dodge that bullet. That's funny. Um, I, I, I Man, those were different days. I, uh, okay, so, so just to give everyone sort of a clarification, the reason that I have you on is because you wrote this article or this article was written about something you'd said. I, I'm not sure which one, but I, I called bullshit on the article. I said that this sounds yeah. really stupid. That like apparently yeah. in Venezuela, the article says uh, Venezuelans are bringing in um, Monero miners and Ethereum miners and such, because like they're what they're uh, essentially memory hard. So these miners, uh, these mi these cryptocurrencies can still be mined um, using like GPUs and such. 
Yeah, the reason why when I wrote that, uh, the the Cointelegraph article was based on another article I, I wrote with uh, my Paul. Yeah, on Medium with Stephen Mackey. Um, Stephen Mackey did some editing, but the original article was written by me. And the you know the topic is that in Venezuela the government is increasingly targeting miners. Okay. Um, especially Bitcoin miners. And why Bitcoin miners? Because uh, the ASICs, the, the Bitcoin miners, are, are easily identifiable by, by, by the government officials. They know what a Bitcoin miner is. And um, so many, many people that, that, that you know, are into this cryptocurrency world started to realize the dangers of having a Bitcoin miner. So many of, many of them, uh, of those individuals, transition it to GPU mining. And they, they, they started to pick up pace on 2016, when we, on the first rally of Ethereum, when, when Ethereum uh, went to, I remember it was like $7 or something. Uh, so many people started to, to transition to, to GPU mining, um, specifically Ethereum. But then, you know, the, the whole DAG issue started to, to pile up on several GPUs that were, um, uh, two gigabits of video RAM. So many of things started to mine other cryptocurrencies like Wait, you so, know, so what's Ethereum going ports. what's going on with Ethereum? Like you, you can't what's the problem there? Uh, no, it, it was in two thousand at the end of two thousand sixteen, uh, the the file that gets created inside the GPU's memory started to, to you know to grow. Yeah. So many GPUs that were um, that were uh, that had maximum of, of two gigabits of video RAM um, didn't work anymore. So many of, of those people, you know, to recycle those GPUs, start to mine like Ethereum clones, like Expanse and Zcash when Zcash, you know, was launched. Right. Uh, so so the the main idea here is that uh, uh, GPU mining became popular again. Interesting. Uh, because yeah, so, so that, that that's just it's not because Bitcoin is not being used. You know, all contrary. Right. So I mean, like, here, here's my question: Are people are people mining these currencies like Monero and Ethereum or whatever? What I mean, like, it sounds it's it's interesting that Ethereum has I don't know what you'd call it, but like it's there's too much. Um, it's it's too much for these like two gigabit or two gigabyte uh, memory cards, right? Is that is that the case, or is yeah. it like RAM needs to be more? Uh, no, it's it's the GPU video RAM. Uh, you know, the GPU has a dedicated video right. memory. Uh, so uh, at the end of 2016, or uh, at the middle of 2016, I, I can't quite remember, um, the file that, that the Ethereum mining creates inside their memory card is too, too big for those. It's too big, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so those people transitioned to Ethereum clones and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, and you know the big ones just bought new GPUs. Right. So, so uh, what's uh, what what are people doing with the, the Ethereum or like or, or or any of the other currencies? Are they are they then just like exchanging it for Bitcoin or are they keeping it in the in that currency? They, um, are they transacting in it? Yeah, they speculate. You know, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies down here in Venezuela, they're not being used like for purchasing things. Not that you know that's not the main use case. The main use case is to protect oneself uh, of currency devaluation, inflation. Right. That's pretty much the case. And the reason why Bitcoin is so popular down here in Venezuela is because in 2002, the government introduced a 
a capital control mechanism. So this capital control mechanism means that the government has the full control of, of the foreign currency. So dollars are, uh, are restricted for the general population. So if you want to protect yourself, uh, if you want to buy some dollars because you're traveling, you, you can do it because the government has the control. And up, into, uh, up until, until 2012, you could you could buy the the some U.S. dollars from the government, but you had like a limit, like a yearly annual limit, and it was extremely cheap because it, it was controlled, it, it was subsidized. So many people, many Venezuelans, start to go out uh, to travel overseas to travel to other countries uh, to take advantage of these subsidized uh, dollar like coupon, if you if you want to call it like like that. And so basically the government was just subsidizing people to go abroad into other countries and these people will travel to, you know, neighbor countries like Trinidad and Tobago, the United States, Brazil, Colombia, and they will just use a credit card to find a point of sale, a, a merchant who, who will be willing to essentially um, charge the credit card and give them the, the cash from the credit card um, charging a percentage. So this capital control mechanism uh, basically derived into a very corrupt mechanism used by the government to uh, specifically allocate these dollars to control groups, so political control groups. So as the population lost control of their currency because you know the Bolivar, which is the, the, the official currency here in Venezuela, started to, devalu to devaluate and the inflation picked up, uh, many people saw their their their, their wealth, their, their patrimony, their portfolio going down. And you know, some some people, especially the techies, the geekies, the nerds, started to realize potential of Bitcoin in 2012. Right. That's amazing. Uh, in 2012, yeah. So many people, you know, started to to accumulate Bitcoin to use it just to, you know, to get access to international markets and. Uh, Right now, uh, you know, today, I see, you know, I work as a, currently I'm working as a customer support representative at Purse.io. Um, you know, they, they started that lets you buy things off of Amazon. Of course, I like Purse. Uh, Purse is with great. Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, if you have any issues with the service, just hit me up <laughs> and I will gladly help you. No pumping, um, Eduardo. Just yeah. kidding. No, no, Purse <laughs> is great. I, I, I absolutely love Purse. Um, so yeah, you're you're I, actually working as an internet. You're you're working internationally. Essentially, you're working for an yeah, American I'm working company, remotely. getting paid in yeah, Bitcoin. I'm, yeah, and what what we're seeing at first is that many people, many Venezuelans, you know, we have many Venezuelan users, and a lot of them are buying GPUs of Amazon using Bitcoin uh, with a nice discount, and they they essentially use these GPUs to mine. And so the reason why I wrote the article is because many people started to transition from ASICs, from Bitcoin miners, into GPUs because they were easy to import and it was safer. Uh, because the custom agents, the, the, the government officials that, that, that work at customs, um, they know what an ASIC miner is. And, and you won't believe it, but they do. They know what an ASIC miner is. They know what a Bitcoin miner is. And, right. and they, they started to seize equipment uh, recently uh, you know there were there were huge protests here in Venezuela, uh, many deaths, uh, more than 100 deaths uh, from protests. So the government to restrict, you know, to exert a more abusive control, they started to ban people from importing 
um, essential goods like medicines, like uh, medical supplies, you can import those uh, from abroad because, you know, um, there's severe scarcity of goods here. So, you know, the rich, the, the people with access to foreign currency, the 1% population essentially, um, they were pretty much just buying stuff from, from Amazon and ship it to Venezuela and, and to enjoy the, the goods here because it's pretty much impossible to, to you know, to buy some, some specific stuff. Uh, so, you know, the, the government exert more control over the things you can import and you can, for example, you can, you can buy medical supplies, you can buy like <laughs> emergency, emergency, you can buy, you cannot buy like a, a simple lantern or lamp, you can buy that. And gas masks are to, totally forbidden and if you buy a mask, a gas mask, uh, you will be essentially persecuted by the government because really? they think you're uh, yeah, they think you're a protester ah. because there was this, there was like this resistance movement uh, here in Venezuela. Uh, they were comprised of college students, you know, young people, and they their their brand was just to wear gas mask because the government has been using an abusive amount of of tear gas and other, you know, uh, uh, non lethal uh, uh, mediums of, of of mass control. So. You know all these these reasons, uh, all these um, uh, all these uh, things that I'm talking about basically uh, means that, that the government will prosecute anyone buying shady stuff. Right. So any, so many people, you know, are, are being afraid of that, they they started to to transition into into other into other uh, safer method, methods of mining. Uh, the things which a which uh, like um, a top, you know, if you will, uh, at the beginning of this year and on January 2017, when several miners uh, were detained, and we were, I'm talking about huge Bitcoin mines. So um, it, the government uh, seized on on January. Uh, I, I don't know if it was in January or February which may be one of the biggest Bitcoin mine, uh, mines in the whole, in South America. Really? Uh, yeah, it was a huge, a huge warehouse with many different types of, of mining equipment. Uh, you will find uh, old, old Bitcoin miners like S5, S3, which are no longer profitable for like a, you know, a US miner, but for a Venezuelan miner is profitable because electricity is pretty much cheap here. So that I mean, is pretty much free. Eduardo, tell me, do people in Venezuela as a whole would they rather hold on to um, Bitcoin than Bolivar? No, um, well, you know, the, the people who are aware of Bitcoin, um, they will pretty much prefer to to hold Bitcoin uh, instead of of their of their national currency, right? But to spend, um, but, but to spend, do they have to convert Bitcoin into Bolivar, or can they spend their Bitcoin anywhere? Yeah, so for example, what I do, I get paid directly in Bitcoin, right? Um, so my day-to-day, -day, I live I live my day-to-day -day exchanging Bitcoin into Bolivars, right? So if you go right now to my bank uh, and you ask them, you know, how much money does Eduardo have in his bank account? They will tell you, okay, so he has like 1 million Bolivars. So 1 million Bolivar allows me Very to... Very wealthy. To, yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of money, but... It, <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, let me do the math real quick. One million bolivars is like uh, 
It's like $39. Okay. That's so, how much I have in my bank account. So I have like and 6 million so, bolivars to my name. Yeah. The monthly minimum wage here in Venezuela is, um, is less than $15 per month. That's the minimum wage here. Interesting. And the minimum, yeah, and the minimum wage is by far the most popular one. Uh, approximately, I will say like 80% of the population gets paid uh, with minimum wage. So the, 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 the way I live my, my, my life down here is I constantly exchange Bitcoin into Bolivars. I want to have as less Bolivars as possible in my bank account. I want to have the absolute <laughs> minimum so that I can live um, through the month, right? Because the inflation here is about 30 to 40% per month. So I'm talking that here in Venezuela, we have, you know, the, the U.S. inflation for 2016, I, was, I think it was less than 2%. Here in Venezuela, 2% is what we have per day. That's in daily inflation rate in Venezuela is 2% compared to the annual inflation rate in, in the United States, which is less than 2%. Right, so the value, the value of your money is deflating essentially every uh, half, like by 50% every what, month? Yeah, more than 20% per month, yeah. So uh, that's, that's the landscape here. We have a, a high inflation, inflationary currency. We have a, um, a high inflationary uh, economy. And people don't want to have a Bolivar Center bank account. So basically, everyone here deals in dollars. So for example, if you want to go and purchase a car, right? Um, you, you, you will see people advertising the, 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 the price in dollars because advertising a product in Bolivars doesn't make sense because every day the, your, you know, the, 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 the money you're asking is worth less than 2% every day. So, Eduardo, like, so, I hear that like in the United States, our sort of impression of Venezuela is that it's this totalitarian regime, and uh, and you guys are all under the net of these like boot net or boot uh, what do they call them uh, jackbooted thugs in some ways. Um, so you're talking to me here. Is this not is this not risky for you, or is it is it a risk? It is a risk, but um, like a small one, or you know, like are you are you committing a crime by talking to me? No, no, I'm not committing a, a crime by, by talking to you. What, what, I, what could happen is that some, you know, uh, government official, like an intelligence officer from the premier intelligence, intelligence agency here might be hearing this conversation and he might realize, okay, so this Eduardo guy, he has bitcoins, right? So we can extort him. We, we, we can try to ask for a ransom. We can, we can kidnap him. Are you not worried about That's that? That's how... That's how, how those people operate. I'm not that worried because the chances of them hearing this, this call is, are pretty low. <laughs> yeah, no one yeah. listens to this. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. lucky. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, so, um, that, that, that's, okay, so um, you're, you're telling me that a lot of people list in U.S. dollar prices down there, and I understand fully why that is. I actually grew up in Brazil during the 80s, um, when inflation was out of control. And they managed that by introducing uh, the Heal, which is like the real, uh, sort of the real price, right? So that they would, uh, it was sort of the same thing. They would, they would list it in the Real um, instead of like, uh, you know, other currencies like Cruzeiro. Sort of an invention of, uh, of Enrique Cardoso. 
uh, President Cardozo. Mm -hmm. So like that was that was a really innovative way for for Brazil to deal with its inflation problem. Um, I don't think that Venezuela has any sort of uh, solution on the horizon at all for dealing with inflation. Um, so why why are they okay with vendors listing things in dollars? Um, so it's it's not strictly legal. If you if you advertise some something uh, with dollars, you might be committing a crime. But but it's so common that it's not, they won't prosecute you for it. Um, so there's there's sort like of like I said, the risk the risk the risk is just people finding out if you have dollars and, and then robbing you. Right. So there's That's sort of the a scoff, there's sort of a scoff law sort of mentality going on there where people just kind of disregard yeah, because, what the law is there. Yeah, because the government is the main um, main committer of crimes here. Uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. So the people, the, you know, the Venezuelans, they are comfortable uh, dealing with dollars because they know everyone is doing it. So even the the, the government officials, they don't sell you the, the dollars that they earn uh, through shady dealings or, or you know corruption. They won't sell you those dollars at the official exchange rate, right? Because it's so unprofitable for them. Does even the so, government want dollars then? Is that the case? Yeah, I mean, the, the government is, is desperate to get dollars because um, right now the oil prices are so low. And, you know, as the United States recently imposed a, a, a sanction uh, act, basically prohibiting any U.S. citizen or corporation to, you know, participate in dealings with, with the government um, uh, specifically talking about bonds, yeah, right? So bonds, uh, they're a, another method of, of control from the government. The government pays their contractors, their, their, their you know, their groups of, of controls, the people who are holding this government together, you know, the financial groups, they're paid in bonds, in Venezuelan bonds. Because the Venezuelan bonds are so profitable, they have been pretty profitable in the last, uh, I don't know, like 15 years. They're one of the best performers in the market. Um, so the government will starve the population to death, um, but they won't never default on their bonds because the bonds are how they keep the groups on, uh, of control uh, happy. Um, so that's why the people here in Venezuela is living this, this tragedy because the government is preferring to pay their, their bondholders, their shareholders, instead of importing goods like, like food. Eduardo, Eduardo who, holds, yeah. who holds these bonds? Are these international bonds? No, mostly they're Venezuelans. They're, they're rich Venezuelans. They're, they're people who live in the capital, people, you know, rich guys that are contractors, um, people who basically finance the, 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 government, the governmental candidates. Right, and the crazy thing is that many of them, I I will say like 80% of them know about Bitcoin. Every business owner here, um, you know, which is someone who is relatively uh, literate about computers, they know about Bitcoin. If you know about about dollars, if you know about PayPal, they know about Bitcoin. And so the transition, the people transitioning here, the, the Bitcoin adoption here transitioned from tickies and geekies and nerds knowing about Bitcoin in 2012, the business owners, people who deal with dollars uh, in 2017, they all know about Bitcoin. Uh, so, and the reason why, why that is, is because 
people are so desperate to, to earn to earn dollars, right? Or to, you know, to earn in a different currency, to earn in something, you know, generate an income in something else uh, that Other is not believers. the business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know a number of people that are doing some interesting things. Like uh, there is a guy on Twitter. Um, his name is something Fred. Uh, give me a sec. I'm looking. Um, but he, he's writing a, a, a kid's book for the purpose, uh, or by he's basically hiring Venezuelan artists, paying them in Bitcoin, and he's writing the uh, the text around it. So mm -hmm. you know that that to me is remarkable. Like there's just there's sort of this economy that's going on um, that is completely like completely outside of um, you know your what I would have thought was like a sort of a normal uh, paradigm. And people from anywhere in the world are paying people in Venezuela to do work. Yeah, because it is so cheap to hire Venezuelan, right? Yeah. So uh, that all the people here, all the the the, the young people that ha have a, a skill that can be employed remotely, that that's very valuable, right? So graphic designers, musicians, uh, programmers, coders, developers, engineers, you know, people who can you who can work from the comfort of a computer. They have it very good here, right? If you earn in, in dollars, you're a king here in Venezuela. Uh, that's 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 how crazy the economy is. We have the cheapest services in the whole world. I have a three megabit internet connection. It's just three megabits, uh, which is very much unreliable, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. But it's the best one you can get here in Venezuela. It's, it's by the main the, the provider, which is government control, CanTV, and so three megabits, uh, and I pay zero point zero two dollars for it every month. Interesting. Wow. And yeah, so every every service uh, is is uh, subsidized here, like electricity, for example. I pay the same amount of of, of money for the electricity. Or even less, so it will be like zero point zero one dollars per electricity. Um, so overall, I end up paying like less than half a dollar for all the services, including gas. So I can fill up my my gas tank, and I can pay, um, and I can pay less than less than that, zero point zero zero eight dollars. For a full tank of, of gas. Is, this is this is was this the way it was when you were a kid, or was that stuff that was established yeah, it's, under it's Hugo Chavez? Yeah, it's always been subsidized. Okay. It, it always been subsidized. Uh, that uh, since the you know since the socialist government took place, so all these services are subsidized. They're very cheap, but they they're you know they they're jack shit. They 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 don't work. <laughs> that's amazing. Right? So, so that's what you get. That's what you get for you know by by subsidizing. Subsidizing the services, so all these 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 young people, all these these individuals, these Venezuelans that know a skill that can be employed remotely, they're 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 advertising their services in the in the internet. You know, even the even the amount of cam girls, you know, these girls will go naked in front of a cam. They're making a you know they're, they're making a killing income here. Right, I imagine because right? if they make if they make a dollar a day. I mean, th yeah. that would be if they're making ten dollars a day. That's you know three hundred yeah, bucks a month. Yeah, I have seen I have seen advertisings for people searching for Venezuelan cam girls, uh, you know, because it's it's so cheap, and uh, that that that's do ever, how. Do you, ever how an, do you ever answer those calls, Eduardo? No, no, I have never. I have oh, never. Well. Um, okay, so I, I will disclose. I will disclose that I the my first experience with Bitcoin 
My first experiment with, with, with Bitcoin, which, which was back in 2012. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I bought was a browser subscription. Congrats. <laughs> That's great. I and love I, that. Okay. And I and it cost me zero point twelve. So you, you needed to, you needed to look at your vagina. Well, not your vagina, but someone's vagina, and you uh, yeah. you got a browser. Okay. So I mean that I mean that's reasonable. You were what sixteen? No, I'm I'm twenty four. I'm twenty four. But then I mean, how old were you then? So, that's uh, not 16, I was but... like, no, uh, uh, was like I was like eighteen or 18, something. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're still like hormonal, uh, raging at that point, wanting to stick your dick in any hole. So that makes perfect yeah, sense. That's right. phenomenal. Congrats. Um, it's, it's funny to me because I wonder how many people have been brought to Bitcoin through porn. And I bet it's a lot. Whether it's the yeah. women doing porn, whether it's the sites that take uh, subscriptions. Um, you know, I, I, I love it. I think, that it's, I think that it's a hilarious way to find Bitcoin. But it's, it's also just a completely legitimate way. Did you have to do that because you didn't have a credit card and you couldn't get one? Or did you just, like, why, why did you uh, decide to do that? And, and actually, tell uh, me how you acquired the Bitcoin to buy that subscription. Uh, through mining, uh, I just saw I I mine about two bitcoins with, with my GPU. So, okay, so my, that, my first that was your first spend yeah, so my, of that money. Yeah, that was my first spend exactly. I hold onto the rest, and I rediscovered in 2013 when when I when I saw at the top on on MT Gox, and um, and then I, I just completely forgot about it until 2015, um, shortly before the Brexit debate. You know the whole the whole Brexit thing. And uh, so I picked it up again and I started, you know, realizing again the potential and the importance of, of this technology, right? And uh, that was shortly before the Bitcoin rally, which, which took us to the current Bitcoin price level, which is right now is sitting at what, 4,500 and uh, no, 4,614. Wow. That's the current yeah. Bitcoin price. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so so I rediscovered it and I started to realize, work, well, wow, this is a huge technology. You know, this this, this might change the world. This might change uh, the world, and it's very useful for me. And so what I started doing was pretty much just finding things to do to earn money, to earn bitcoins. And my first experience was um, apart from from Bitcoin mining because I was no longer able to do that, um, was to resolve captchas. So I was making one. I uh, was making like tens four thousand captchas, yeah, to earn tens of a penny. But she, but it was pretty much it was very much um, sorry. It, it was much more profitable than doing uh, file sets, which many Venezuelans were doing at, at the time. So file sets, uh, you know, you see ads and then you click some things and, and you get a small amount of satoshis. Uh, so, but then, uh, you know, I realized, okay, so this, this, this won't feed my family. Uh, you know, th this is, um, not a feasible way to, <laughs> to, to earn money. Um, so I started doing other things that I liked, like writing. Uh, so I started, uh, I started writing a couple of, you know, opinion articles about how Bitcoin can be useful, uh, paired with biometrics, um, to, you know, aid in, 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 in the corruption problem that, that many South American countries have. Um, so, you know, I, I started to dream about a, a society, a government, where every contract, every, you know, every, every public work that is, that is paid for will be on a blockchain, right? And, and the citizens will be able to see that money flowing from one account to another 
right? And, and, you know, being able to see how the government budget is being spent and not just in bullshit and not just, you know, shady sure. deals with, 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 with other corrupt government officials. So I, I don't, I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm not of the opinion that Bitcoin is going to solve that problem. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, with time, I started to realize that too. Yeah, okay. Um, I, 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 I think was that Bitcoin, very naive. Bitcoin's going to be the kind of thing that, like, um, I mean, it, it, Bitcoin is going to be used in the way that it's being used. I mean, like right now in Venezuela, it's being used essentially to undermine um, the government corruption, right? It's not used by the government exactly. itself to, like, uh, show transparency. Uh, government yeah. transparency comes at a high cost. In the United States, we have, like, audit-type organizations, um, you know, inspectors general of, like, different agencies and including, uh, like, the GAO, which basically goes mm -hmm. in and, and, and roots out some of the corruption and such. But, like, there isn't, there isn't a lot of corruption, but that comes at a high cost. Like, you want to develop an iPad app, it's a million bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so th that's, that's the cost of, like, bad or of, of, good, government, uh, of good governance, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Bitcoin does that. And I think I, it sounds like you've, you've come to the same conclusion. But I do, yeah. I do like that uh, in Venezuela, it sounds like everyone is using Bitcoin to undermine, um, undermine the state corruption, which I think is, is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. So here's, Eduardo, if I ever came down to Venezuela, can you take me to, to some like dangerous areas uh, where Bitcoin's being used? Uh, well, <laughs> it, it will be very difficult because... I want to get um, shot at. That's, it, that's my goal everywhere. So, yeah. So it's very easy to get shot in Venezuela. It's really easy. Oh, this yeah. is my place. So okay. Easy. How, how do how do I yeah. come down? To, I mean, you don't have to come. Just tell me where I got to go to get shot at. I don't want to get shot. I just want to get shot. At. Well, if you, if you want to get shot at, you you can just walk anywhere you want inside the capital. You don't even have to go outside the airport. There there has been like three to five murders this last year, uh, just outside the the, the international airport, the okay. airport in the capital. <laughs> so you don't have to walk that much to get shot. At. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get so murdered. you know the, the the way the way people are using Bitcoin here is not so much uh, to transact between them, themselves. It's just speculation so see, or what? It's just it's just people. It's just yeah, exactly. It's just people uh, protecting their their network, protecting their savings. Okay, so it sounds like Venezuelans are using Bitcoin as a store of wealth, which I think is like what a lot of exactly. it's it's kind of weird because I I never would have considered that that would have started happening at like the lowest levels. Um, I think everyone's no. waiting for like Bill Gates to start storing his wealth there, but like it makes perfect sense that those who can't store their wealth in the local uh, in, in the local denomination of currency. Here's, I mean, here's my other question: Do you guys in Venezuela have access to local markets, or not to local markets, but to like the S and P five hundred or uh, you know stock markets like no. in the U S or anything? No, or no, no. What, way, what do you no have? Way. What can you? What could you possibly invest in before you before before Bitcoin? Well, um, there's there's very limited opportunities for an investor here. Um, we have, of course, we have a like a stock, right? But the stock is 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 worth shit. Um, you don't you can um, there's this one company which is like one of the biggest private banks in the world. Uh, sorry, in Venezuela. And and if you if you if you invest on it, you know, and if you go by the official exchange rate, that bank will be the biggest and most wealthy corporation in the whole world. That's how crazy our exchange rate is. It's so it's so um, it's such a fantasy that the government wants to sell uh, wants to advertise that a, a dollar is worth ten bolivars, when in reality, in the black market, <laughs> one dollar is worth. Twenty-five thousand five hundred bolivars. 
Um, so you can you can directly invest in something here. I mean, you, you could you know uh, advertise and you know give an offer to a private company. You know, I want to inject this much capital, but it's it's such you know such a a rare thing to see here. So many people, what many people do is just they um, they, they 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 have to to two ways of operating here. Either they, they build a business uh, to generate like a fixed amount of, of, of bolivars, you know, or you invest abroad in another country and generate uh, foreign currency. And what I see many people here, many business owners, uh, they have been closing their doors because their products are, are no longer profitable to, to sell. Um, the, the reason why that is is Many things in Venezuela are imported, right? Uh, we have a very weak economy. Everything here is imported, comes from abroad. So it's 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 very improbable to buy stuff with dollars and then resell it to to to, to the local population here, earn bolivars, and then when when you're going to exchange those bolivars by dollars, you will end up with less money than than what you invested in. Right. Um, so that's one part of it, all right? Uh, so many people here uh, have started to to realize the importance of, of having foreign currency. Uh, so you know, many people have come to to the internet, you know, seeking ways of, of purchasing international currency, uh, digital dollars, you know, digital cash like PayPal's, etc. And you know. Many of that, you know, of that market share went to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is very easy to transact with in Venezuela. So if if I want to sell some Bitcoins into Bolivar, I just have have to go to local Bitcoins, find a trustable merchants, and there's plenty of them. There are dozens of, of trusted merchants, guys who deals in the order of millions of Bolivars, and. Uh, uh, it's 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 very it's very popular here local bitcoins. We had a kind of like a, a national. Um, we have like a bitcoin exchange which was called for Bitcoin, um, and it was crazy because you could uh, pretty much just sell your your bitcoins and get bolivars in like in like less than one minute. But they had to close doors because the the bank the bank that served them. Uh, started to get scared of, of, of the attention that's generating. Interesting. And uh, so, yeah, so you guys actually had a, you actually had a Bitcoin exchange there. Yeah, yeah, we had we had our Bitcoin exchange, which was called for Bitcoin. They were very popular. It was pretty much where eighty percent of the Bitcoins were were being transacted uh, here in Venezuela. Uh, so Bitcoin is run by a company called Blink Trade, and they're they're like a service provider, and they, they you know, they, they, they pretty much just uh, give, give you the platform for you to run the, the exchange, and they're, they're, they have presence across all South America. So the biggest uh, Bitcoin exchange in South America, which I think is, is uh, Foxbit, is a Brazilian, uh, Brazilian uh, Bitcoin exchange. Their service provider, provider is Blinktrade, so it's just like the same code base. It's open source actually. The same code base runs all you know, like five to six Bitcoin exchanges 
across Latin America. But what happened with your Bitcoin is that at the beginning of 2017, uh, just this year, when these miners started to get arrested, Banesco, which is the biggest private-owned bank here in Venezuela and the main bank that was being used by by Sir Bitcoin, um, they they you know they get scared, they 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 got the jitters and they decided to close doors uh, for Sir Bitcoin. So many people started to to transition to local bitcoins. And local Bitcoin is where where the party is, is at. Is where all the bitcoins are are being transacted. So um, I'm looking here at local at local bitcoins. Uh, the coin the, the coin dot dance. The volume for yeah. Venezuela is like 36 billion bolivars. Yeah, it's crazy. Just and, turn and it off, turn it to BTC, turn it to BTC. You will see the difference, right? You will see how how when you switch to to Venezuelan bolivars, the the graph is pretty much just exponential, right? Oh yeah. And and that's why and that's because the the inflation rate has been, you know, been crazy and the devaluation is crazy. So the if you go to like an official uh, data source and you, you look at the monetary base, the M2 monetary base for Venezuela, you will see how it has grown so exponentially across the, the, does, the it, last does it almost year. exactly reflect uh, getting in and out of Bitcoin, like the Bitcoin chart? Uh, it, it looks it, it looks quite the same actually yeah and uh, the reason why, for that is the government is printing so much money to be able to to pay for for their their contractors to pay you know to pay for the, their things that the, the, the people the population is paying for that inflationary tax right um, when when you have when you have a government that is pretty much just turning up the printing machine going like crazy, the, the ones who will suffer eventually are the population, but because someone is going to pay for all that money that is being created, and, um, and that that's what happening. But that's what what is happening here. I have seen people, you know, losing their their, their entire network because they, they were long in, in Bolivars, and you know the, the inflation rate just ate them, you know, completely ate them. And so that that's why Bitcoin is so valuable here. The only thing I'm concerned, and you know, that's that's part of the reason um, that I was a little bit uh, skeptical about, you know, the, the ability to, for Bitcoin to scale, is that it's, it's insanely expensive to transact uh, with Bitcoin here in Venezuela. Um, if you, you know, the, what's the what's the the current minimum fee you can pay for a Bitcoin transaction? It's like one dollar, right? Yeah, I mean, it one depends. It depends on yeah, uh, yeah. It, it depends on, on the network conditions. So you you may have. You you may have be lucky and, and you know send a transaction paying just one satoshi, but uh, normally you will pay like one dollar for it, right? Thanks to Sedwit, that that amount went down. Of course. Uh, hopefully, but, you hopefully, know, before, hopefully uh, Lightning Network uh, cha changes the, the yeah. economics there as well. Yeah, but it was it it, it still kind of is pretty infeasible to transact with Bitcoin here in Venezuela because. You know, if, if you go, if you try to send a transaction, uh, a Bitcoin transaction will cost you about one to two dollars, depending on the network condition. But your minimum wage here is fifteen dollars, right? So it's it's like, you know, sending a transaction will eat like thirteen percent of of your of your monthly income. So that that's very infeasible, right? Um, so I have been thinking a lot, and I started to realize. 
you know, Bitcoin is, is becoming increasingly expensive for, for the general population here in Venezuela. Well, that, that, would be, uh, that would be the case if people were transacting in Bitcoin, but you're saying that people are just holding the value. Exactly. So, so what, what many people are doing is just holding under their Bitcoins, you know, holding under the cryptocurrency and just transacting as less as possible. Um, that's also, you know, with, with, the, with the advent of, of, of GPU mining, which experienced a second, you know, like a, like a second reborn or something, thanks to these uh, currencies like, like Ethereum, like Zcash. Like Monero, um, you know, people people are, are finding themselves holding holding all these other cryptocurrencies, which are cheaper to transact. And so, you know, if someone might might prefer to pay you with with, with Ethereum or, or with with Zcash, but I will see people just you know uh, exchanging those for Bitcoin as as they please as as they need. So generally. Uh, people, you know, as hold the same amount of Bitcoin over time. Uh, Bitcoin is still popular here. Uh, it's not like you know Ethereum or, or all other these these other currencies replace Bitcoin. It's just that people are realizing that the the, the potential or you know the 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 profitability of holding several cryptocurrencies. So all these big miners that you know got rich mining mining Ethereum, they're transitioning here. I got offered yesterday. I got offered. Uh, uh, and miner D3, which is a dash miner, and they were selling those for around three thousand dollars. And they're they're very profitable to mine here in Venezuela. Of course, still a little bit dangerous because uh, a D3 miner just looks exactly the same like a Bitcoin miner. Right. But but you know people have been finding ways in, in, uh, of importing these 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 electronic goods, these these gadgets because. It's kind of risky. So that that's the landscape. That's basically the landscape of Bitcoin here, right? Many people using it to, to store their savings, to protect their wealth, and many people mining it, mining mining Bitcoins, mining Ethereum, mining Zcash, um, and overall, overall, a high number of, of cryptocurrency users. Well, okay, so Edward, when you say many, what do you mean? Like eight, or like do you mean millions and millions of people? No, I, I don't. I'm talking about you know, I, I'm probably the tens of thousands of, of, of users of cryptocurrency users. Um, the thing is, it's very hard to measure the amount of people that, that know or that held hold Bitcoin because people are so afraid of of speaking publicly about Bitcoin, and uh, that then it's very hard to measure. For example, even though we have like a Facebook group of, with tens, with 10,000 users, uh, people, you know, prefer to keep, to keep quiet because they're afraid, they're afraid of, of, you know, shady government officials coming at their doors, seizing their equipment, uh, extorting them, kidnapping them. Um, that's, that, that's the things we deal with uh, here in Venezuela. And, um, but I'm happy to say that the chain, uh, things may change soon. Um, believe it or not, these crazy Dash Dash guys, um, they held a, a Dash conference in the capital uh, last week, and they're gaining traction. They're, they don't, they're not afraid of, of, of speaking about their, their, you know, their currency, Dash. And uh, so we might see the same with Bitcoin, right? Uh, we may see there's have been some rumors 
of uh, the central bank um, transitioning or you know finding devising ways of using cryptocurrency uh, yesterday uh, uh, news broke that the central bank in Venezuela held a conference with uh, with uh, some guys that develop a an alternative currency uh, so uh, we have you know also that, been who, who seeing, that guy was uh, it's uh, the the coin is called onyx okay uh, it's, it's, it's like a dash clone uh, something like that and so so the the, the several government officials have have started to to go in public talking about the benefits of Bitcoin, and I find that extra, strange, because you know if they're if they're doing that is because it's, it is gained. in their best yeah it is in their best interest to clean the image of Bitcoin of Bitcoin so that they can reveal or you know they 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 have a little bit more of ease of mind peace of mind that they're not going to fall in disgrace because they're using Bitcoin, right? Um, so the, these, that, that's the landscape here. Uh, some, some government officials, uh, publicly speaking, good things about Bitcoin. We are seeing the Central Bank of Venezuela holding a, a, a cryptocurrency conference uh, inside their, their, their installations or their, their offices. Uh, so we may see uh, cryptocurrency uh, regulation that's that's definitely on the horizon and the other reason is that there are many many government officials that hold Bitcoin there are so many government officials that run mining operations so there are some some there are some rumors which I I strongly I strongly believe in them in them that the vice president the country's vice president has a, a Bitcoin mining fund has a huge mining fund right um, where, there, where are these where are these rumors? Uh, these rumors are mostly from word of word of mouth from people who mine bitcoins, uh, who mine cryptocurrency. Um, it's not like you you're going to see an official source of do, on, do th on that. Right, I get that, but are, are, do you think that that's they're seizing these miners from these uh, these other miners and then using them in like operations? Like yeah, a, okay, uh, it's, interesting. It's it's a it's a known story. It's totally. It's totally reasonable for them because uh, the government is so frustrated about the, you know, the the, short, the dumpage of the oil prices, and they're desperate to get any any source of, of you know foreign currency. Just like North Korea hackers are you know hacking into into exchanges to be able to to finance the the crazy rocket man operation. Um, that's what's happening here in Venezuela. Uh, the, the, the government is, is using all the equipment they're seizing uh, to mine those themselves. And maybe not just the government, but, but the officials. And, and the this crazy... is, I mean, this is an allegation. It's not something confirmed, right? This is just something... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just an rumor. allegation. But, but, but I, as a, seasoned, uh, as a seasoned cryptocurrency user in Venezuela, and a person who knows... Uh, who knows how these guys operate? I'm totally certain of it. Um, what is not an allegation? What is what is totally a fact? Is that these uh, these people who has gotten arrested over Bitcoin mining, over cryptocurrency mining, they have been uh, extorted. They have been asked um, uh, money to give their operation training. 
That's a fact. That's not Do, a wait, they've, been, they've been asked money for what? Many people, police, police officers, uh, intelligence officers, uh, when they discover a Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency mining fund, and when they do their research on the people who, who runs and who runs the, the, the mining firm, they ask for ransom. They ask for black. Uh, for, so they basically you know, want a percentage of what's being mined, and then they won't touch them. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. That that's that's definitely happening here. Uh, that's a fact. That's not just speculation. And uh, you know uh, what I what I think what I think the government might do is. You know, if these sanctions by the U.S. government start to, you know, to pile up, when they find when they find themselves desperate to access international markets, we might see like a cryptocurrency regulation a regulations act or like a framework, like a legal framework, right. just well, to just to allow just to tax people uh, mining bitcoins or transacting with bitcoin to be able to generate this this foreign currency income. That's amazing. Well, Eduardo, um, I'm going to cut it here, and I want you to come on another time. This is uh, phenomenally interesting. I really appreciate this. Sure thing. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to talk to you about all these things that are happening here. That's incredible. Um, you know, yeah, I'm glad that, that there's some interest about this. Oh, there will be. Uh, thank you so much. Stay on the line. I'm going to do a sign-off, and, uh, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit afterwards, okay? Perfect. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Eduardo and me. I, I find this incredible. Uh, Venezuela, I think we've always known, has been a hotbed of Bitcoin. I think uh, Eduardo confirms it. Um, what's interesting to me is sort of the utility that some of these uh, alternate, you know, the altcoins are finding, which I, I think that um, I, I, I think that that is surprising to me. Uh, and I... I, I I'm trying. I'm trying to kind of figure out where to put it in my brain, but, um, but I'm I'm amazed by it. So uh, we're gonna have Edward on in the future. If you like this episode, please uh, like the SoundCloud, uh, follow us on iTunes, uh, rate us a one star. Make sure everyone knows that this show is the worst show in crypto, and that no one should listen. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is John says chunking up the deuce of the south. The masses end to go in peace. Saint Catherine, pray for us. <laughs>